0: All yeah. right.
1: Episode two of the Untucked podcast. We're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter this week. We got a pretty good guest coming on. I think you guys will like him, and most of the longtime posters are very familiar with him. But right now, I'm going to welcome on Arm. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. What are your final thoughts? A little bit on Baylor.
0: It's kind of a tale of two stories, right? So in the typical Bill Snyder response, we got the win, we won the week, we get to move on, expect victory, you know, whatever 13 goal that is. Um, But you also had a quarterback who went seven of 17 passing against one of the big 12's worst defense. And I think when you come out of a bye week, there's two things. First, your last result sticks with you. So I think we all agree That bye week came at the worst time because K-State played so terribly that they wanted to get back on the field as quickly as possible. That didn't happen. They got to watch Vanderbilt on their bye week show how good they were. And so then you want to see a Bill Snyder team get better. It's sort of what we've come to expect. It's sort of the trade-offs of why sometimes the more athletic player doesn't start because we're going to get better. And I saw a lot of the same – problems that we saw against Vanderbilt so you know it's a win enjoy it but also that was some concern for me as well what about you
1: yeah I mean the defense was pretty decent I think overall they gave up a couple of those big plays in the second half but I mean Baylor they don't have a whole lot of depth but I do think they have some athletes and I think they contained him relatively well for 60 minutes the offense, though, I mean, still managed 33 points. McCrane looked good, but I have my doubts whether receivers suddenly learn how to catch, and they're going to have to against Texas. But Jesse, I mean, he still missed wide-open receivers, especially wide-open over the middle, but he didn't at least make his bad or hasty decisions like he did against Vanderbilt and in throw interceptions. So I guess there's that, but he's still still a work in progress, I think, in the passing game.
0: Yeah, I almost wonder if the coaches are specifically telling him not to throw over the middle. Obviously there's somewhat of a higher interception chance or especially if wide receivers are dropping passes because it is it's almost systematic how often he misses those. And I think to bring back to the defense real fast, I, I think you kind of saw the designs of the bend but don't break work for the most part. Clearly you don't want to allow two seventy yard or more touchdowns. That's embarrassing. But it took them 44 attempts to get to 291 yards passing. I think four years ago against Baylor, if we would have allowed 44 attempts, we were probably letting up 400 yards passing, 450 maybe. Uh, and then a rushing 27 of 84, which is somewhat skewed because of that ridiculous fumble. But that the defense defense survived. They moved on. They especially played a great first half. And uh, Yeah, <laughs> there's more questions about the offense moving forward.
1: I agree. I agree. But I guess a win's a win and be done with it and I guess go down to Austin and see what we can do. But I guess we'll call it quits on that segment. But I think now we're going to welcome on our uh, guest and uh, we'll get him on here in just a second. All right. We now welcome on a very familiar voice, I guess you'd say, Uh, especially if you've been around the message boards at all over the last 10 or 15 years. This guy, uh, he's always got the takes, usually pretty affable, but without further ado, this is Wichita Cat. How you doing tonight, buddy? Hello, gentlemen. Hi there. So what do you do these days since you're so obviously protesting the message boards in very topical fashion?
2: I'm at like 49,995 posts or something, and... I figure that's a good place to retire. I don't want to be one of those people that hits fifty thousand. Let somebody else do it. I think we got a few who will uh, challenge for that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah go for it. it. Used to be uh, me and Rocky Mountain once upon a time, and uh, he may or may not still be going. I don't know, but uh, I'm uh, I'm
0: I'm retired. Okay, well, let's get started on some questions. We wanted to. We won't divulge where you live, but since you have a different perspective out there on the East Coast, we kind of wanted to see what are people saying. <laughs> what are people saying about the Big Twelve, and and if they are saying anything about K State? K State's
2: not on the radar right now. They have to drive past my house with the flag out front before uh, they even realize what a Power Cat is. The the actually the one interesting thing out here is that when I talk to my K State friends back home is realignment is no longer on anybody's radar out here. Every, everybody out here thinks it's done and over. And uh, we, I know K-State fans and Oklahoma fans and Texas fans still still wonder what's going to happen to the Big 12 in a few years. But everybody else is kind of, uh, kind of standing pat for the most part. That's pretty interesting because we can't go a day without realignment conversations out here. So I just don't know what anybody thinks they do because it's, the ACC is overexpanded. The SEC, I don't know how many more they can add that would... I mean, I don't know if anybody saw their schedule last... I don't remember whether it was last week or two weeks ago, but no, it was last week when their, when their premiered... Two weeks ago, and their premier game is Vanderbilt and Alabama. That's... A, I mean, that's a... Uh, we, we've got too many games and too many weak matchups on the slate. Hard to argue that. Um, what are your personal takes, then, on this football team this year? Well... It's interesting. I mean, as you mentioned it, my my reputation has generally been as a sunshine pumper, and um, I'm pretty met on this group. Not a whole lot to be excited about yet. That can change pretty much in any given week. But um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of revised. I was hoping for. I was thinking nine or ten wins coming into the year, hoping for better. And uh, right now, I'm I'm thinking seven or eight sounds more reasonable.
0: Yeah, Unfortunately, I think most of us are there as well. Uh, one final question from me. When should the legend retire, and who should replace him?
2: Um, when is a good question. If, if he's healthy, and I, I don't have any inside information on where that's at, if he's healthy and going to be around for future off-seasons, I'm generally comfortable with letting him decide that um, because I, I don't think we can ever get to the point where, even this year, where eight wins would be a disappointment. I don't know that K-State can get to the point where eight wins should be a disappointment. I, I am very aware of the possibility that whoever we bring in after is going to be a downgrade, and it better not be Sean. <laughs> I agree.
1: Oh. Well, on that note, I know you've always been a uh, a big basketball guy. I've always enjoyed your commentary there. So, I mean, there was obviously a big bombshell last week with all the the rest of the assistants and connected to adidas and whatnot, so really, I mean Bruce being clean and all, I guess really the only question as this per- it pertains to k s u is does Bruce get three or four five star recruits next year
2: <laughs> that's the yeah that's the that's the rumor I keep hearing about is all these five star recruits that now are gonna go to a clean coach and um, i'm not I'm not necessarily seeing that, but yeah i'll I'll settle for. Two top one fifties
1: if that's available. See I, I, I think you're being a little conservative. I don't think I don't think is very high reaching at all. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. How many
2: how many how many top one fifties have we gotten in the past three years?
1: Isn't it like one a year?
0: Do we even we didn't get uh, one this year. So but it would be the problem is he generally signs guys that are in the top one fifty on the fringes and then fall out. But Wade would have been one, Malik Harris was one. Sneed was uh, Sneed.
1: He was yeah. on the fringe, I think. Yeah. Uh,
2: talk about a guy that we need a ton out of next year.
1: Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, no. I, 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 I agree. I, I doubt this has much effect on, on Bruce and his recruiting in all seriousness. But I just was just was wondering what your thoughts were.
2: Well, he's. I actually think he's almost underrated as at least in the recruiting aspect of he's a good scout. I mean. Finding these low effort guys—not low effort on their part, low effort to recruit guys—guys guys that will sign, since we're giving them some attention, that that turn out to be legitimate rotation players at a high major level. That's that he's good at. It's it's finding the guys you can actually build a team around, and those those top 100 guys that that play up to expectations. That's where uh, that's where we really need a him or an assistant or someone someone with a Reebok contract to step up.
1: I think that's a pretty fair assessment, actually. I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your Spurs and their season outlook.
2: Um, I mean, it feels like we're all playing for second, doesn't it?
1: Oh, I, I, I would assume that the the uh, Thunder are the favorites well, the Timberwolves in the West.
0: Aren't that ready yet, right? You know, what's that? I said the Timberwolves aren't that ready yet, right? Oh no, you guys are
2: what playoffs or this? This is kind of the playoff year, right? I've heard some five seed is probably available, maybe higher if there's injuries. How bad
1: is, how bad is LaMarcus Aldridge's drop-off this year?
2: I think it's going to be largely around last year's play, with the uh, exception he's going to shoot a ton more threes this year. So that may alter his value a bit. The preseason game the other night, he was basically just hanging two feet behind the line every play. So I think, uh, I mean, last year he shot something like 44%. Um, on lower volume, and they'll probably step that up. Uh, hopefully, he has a decent year, and then opts out and gives them that thirty-six million in cap room they might get.
1: So, do you think they're the favorites for the two seed right now?
2: I the favorites. Do, are they, they're, I think they're the favorites for the two seed. Um, I think Houston's probably more of a media darling. I think two, three, and four might be. Uh, I, I think there's a good, there's a better chance that two through four, have a smaller differential than one versus
1: two. Hmm. Well, I mean, after the Carmela trade, that obviously uh, sets the Thunder as the favorites in the Western Conference. So I guess my only thing would be uh, when they get to the finals and they take care of the Warriors, is it going to be in six games or seven games?
2: Yeah, and they'll beat the Warriors in three.
1: Really? Wow, that seems a little optimistic even for me.
2: Yeah, I mean that mellow. I, I'm weird on that mellow deal. I'm not sure it even makes him even a little bit better, but you have to do if that's all, if that's all he costs, you have to do it.
1: I agree. I agree. although I was not a fan of it. Otherwise, but I I think the price is pretty reasonable. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, it's
2: not like it's not like Cantor's a rim defender. So
1: well, that's I, I don't know. They said he was working on it in the summer. He might be pretty pretty decent this year.
2: I think his legacy will be uh, Donovan on the sideline saying, "I just can't play him."
1: Yeah, yeah. That that was unfortunate for him, uh, but uh, I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Although they don't they don't beat the Spurs two years ago without him.
1: No, no, they don't. No, they don't.
2: Absolutely crushed them inside.
1: Well him and him and the and uh the stash, but yeah. The they other keep... stash. Well I guess only other NBA question I had, what's your most audacious prediction for the year?
2: Um that's a good question. Um Let's since you said audacious. I mean, I've got some mini ones. Like I think uh, I think Charlotte's a top four seed in the East. But uh, you say audacious? How about a uh, Kawhi doesn't heal up in time, and the Spurs end up tanking, and then get the number one pick again next year?
1: Well, that's audacious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. All right, all right, all right.
2: For, uh, that's what they did for Robinson and did for Duncan, so how about a third time's a charm?
1: Well, with the way that the luck has run in that damn franchise, I would not be shocked at all for that to happen.
0: Luck luck, and skill.
1: It's luck. It's, it's, we can call it what it is. It's luck. Um, it a
0: more bonus question. What do you want to see or what do you hope to see against Texas this week? Um, how about the receivers catching the ball? Yeah, that was an obvious question. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'd say, uh, um, I mean, I, I guess if you want to expand that out beyond the obvious, um, the D has more or less been pretty solid uh, since uh, since Game 2. So if they can, uh, uh, I think uh, I'm probably like one of the last people on Bouchelle Island. So uh, I, I'm a little worried of what he can do and a little worried he can carve us up. So I'd, I'll be impressed if the defense can kind of play to same level they did against Vanderbilt and the same level they did for about two and a half quarters against Baylor.
1: What do you have for a score prediction?
2: I, I, I like the cats this week. I'll, I'll pick us by, by a touchdown, but that's a, uh, um, well, you made it sound like it was really going to be something way worse. What's that? I
1: said, you made it sound like it was going to be something way worse.
2: Oh, um, no, but I think, uh, I think that I have us by a touchdown right now, in Austin says as much about Texas as it does us.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you for your time, sir. Uh, We'll be sure to get you back on in the future if this thing doesn't die, which it very well could. But um, I think we'll call this segment Two Guys and a Millennial from here on out. (laughs) Does that sound good to you?
2: (laughs) We'll, We'll live with that.
1: All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll uh, we'll catch you on the other side, man.
2: All right, guys, time to do it.
1: All right, all right, bye. thanks, man. All right, thanks again to Dog Cat. Uh, he's a funny, funny dude. He knows what he's talking about, and I and always enjoy our discussions. But um, kind of leaving off with the thoughts on UT. Did you have a score prediction?
0: Yeah. So as I shared with you before recording this, I don't have a great guess because I I don't know what K-State is. I don't know what they're trying to be. And I knew I was going to default to just a homer pick because I, I don't ever want to be the guy that picked against the Cats. So probably something silly like 28-24. I'll, I'll say K-State, but I'll be honest. I, I don't feel super confident in this game. Do you have one?
1: I I think I'm leaning toward 20-13 to or 14, probably Longhorns. I just... Their defensive line just terrifies me. I do not think we'll be able to run on him at all. Puna Ford is a monster, and then their linebackers are just freaks. So I I, I have my doubts. I think Silman would be the guy that you'd probably want to get the most carries in this game if you want to try to get the running game going. But I, I, it's going to be tough running, I think. It's going to come down to can Jesse put some balls in, in the right spot and and beat some of their very talented secondary. I, I don't know. And I think to win, I think they're going to need either – a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. And I don't know if they don't get that. I just don't see how they have enough offense to get it done, but I'd love to be wrong.
0: Yeah. We definitely have not been crisp enough on special teams and, or even on the defense to get those types of touchdowns. I know we got them against some of the scrubbier teams, but, and then how much of a luxury is it to have Malik Jefferson, a first round pick that you just decide is going to play middle linebacker and he's going to shadow Ertz all game. I, to me, I, I try to think of game plans. Uh, obviously, I'm not paid to do it. I'm nowhere near as qualified as any of these other players, but I, it's pretty easy to build a game plan to beat K-State when you have the athletes that Texas does, and that's a common excuse to say, oh, Texas has the athletes, but you got Malik Jefferson to shut down Ertz. They've got enough secondary that if our wide receivers don't take not just a step up, but 10 steps up, they can just spy our run game and we can't outnumber them because they're not going to be afraid of keeping safeties deep and and I think unfortunately the Iowa State game is sort of the game plan that we're going to see stop the run force us to throw and that doesn't end well for us usually.
1: No, I I agree wholeheartedly. It's going to be it's going to be tough. If they win, I will be mildly surprised going into a, a tough game against TCU. But I think I'd count it as a loss for right now. Uh, looking around the rest of the league, what do you think, for prediction-wise, West Virginia TCU? Does the Mountaineers have a chance?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. I, I, it's just good for the Big 12 to have game day there and to celebrate the Big 12. And and so that's good. I, you may not know this, but it's pretty shocking to see a spread of 13 for TCU.
1: Well, I was just going to mention um, that. I, I don't think TCU will cover. I think West Virginia is going to put up a lot of points with with Greer and company but I do think TCU ultimately wins
0: yeah that's sort of where I go I I think I think it's going to be it may not be 13 points but I think it's one of those games that TCU's in command the entire game as we said on our last one West Virginia just kind of had an off game that's not worth rating against KU which is fine coming into play not one of the top teams of the big 12 uh they just got to come in and show a lot more and you know, frankly, it's good for the Big 12 for TCU to be really good and to show really well. So, I, yeah, I, they're going to be pushing that spread, I think. Again, I didn't see TCU doing what they did to Oklahoma State. so
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. What do you got uh, Iowa State-Oklahoma? I think Sooners roll pretty big.
0: Yeah. I don't understand what Iowa State's really trying to do at this point. Um, you watch them against their last game, and there's just no – continuity, there's just not a lot to fear. Um, so when you're going up against, you know, whatever seventh-year, ninth-year senior Baker Mayfield, that guy's just going to destroy you, I think.
1: So but the line's 20, The line's 28. I think that's probably about how many they win by. And that quarterback from Iowa State is awful. He might even be worse than KU's quarterback. He just looked awful against Texas. But Texas Tech, KU... I think the Red Raiders roll good. Pretty big. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting to see what the KU running back does. I think for KU, you're playing for a moral victory. If they can keep it less than the spread of 17.5, they may think about the Baylor game, picking up that win, or even the Iowa State game, and, and I think there's path. I don't think they'll get there, but there's hope if they keep it close, and so I if they don't come out motivated to play well, you're probably seeing the beginning of the end of the regime there, is my guess, because you know it's time to start competing.
1: Yep. 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 Yeah, it'll be a fun week, I think. Another segment I thought we'd add this week, and I was actually inspired by a post-slash-poll on KSO. And I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably leave it at tweets slash posts slash takes From the future. But anyway, this week, uh, our post of the week comes from a poster titled A Barney 51. He started a poll where his question was What would you rather have happen? Answer one KU basketball tied to Adidas scandal and has coaches arrested. Or option two KSU wins only six games this year in football. So, to me, yeah. <laughs> um, as tough a question as that would be, I think you have to relate it to, would you rather take a supermodel home, spend the night with her with a bottle of wine, or would you rather get hit by a truck?
0: Yeah, I I remember that post now. That was...
1: And honestly, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just trolling here, but I've, I've read some of his posts in the past, and I just, I don't think he is.
0: No, he... he I. I know what he was trying to think he was trying to say, obviously, but yeah, you, you can't ask, would you rather and give a positive versus a negative?
1: I mean, I just, so, the thought process in <laughs> that question, just, it floors me. why?
0: another poster told me this, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. I think it's even one of the posters on, on talk now. He said, my posting style is have a take and don't suck, which is the Jim Rome motto. And I, I've tried to bring that. And, um, A. Barney did not bring a good take, and it sucked. So, sorry.
1: It was a little rough. Did you have, since we're gambling guys and very, very good at it, as our records have shown, uh, did you have a specific bet that you'd put a lot of money on?
0: Yeah, so, generally, when I've had success in the past, uh, with fake money, of course, um, you have to take advantage of lines especially at the beginning of the year and then by the end of the year all the information is known and you start losing so I think as K-State fans we've gotten kind of lucky to see a team that people think is good but actually isn't and that provides bets we got a little lucky last week with a touchdown against Florida but currently I am 2-0 and betting against Vandy so my strategy at this year with my wins is to is to bet against Vanderbilt because they are terrible some reason teams still think they're good and they are 17 and a half point dogs at home it opened at 14 if you could have got it there you should just pound that line vandy i suspect won't keep it close and and that's where all you know i'll lose every other bet but i'll make my money back on vandy the other interesting one and i don't understand this uh but they the over under is is 40 in that game so they're projecting some they i mean they That kind of hints to me maybe Vegas is catching up and they think Vandy's bad, but there's still opportunity this week and and maybe next week. So what do you got for me?
1: Well, the only one that really stuck out to me was Utah at home plus five and a half against Stanford, which I don't know. That line's kind of weird to me. Stanford's a strange, strange team this year. They rolled over Rice to open the year, and then they lost at San Diego State, and then they did beat UCLA, who's not very good, and then they also beat... Uh, a very bad Arizona State team by 10. So I'm not buying them. And it's at Utah, so I, I think there's a pretty decent chance the Utes might even win outright there. So I, I think that's where I would put most of my chips if uh, if it came down to it.
0: No fear of that running back love and his possible Heisman candidacy?
1: No, no. And I, and I did see a stat uh, a few weeks ago that Utah at home – at night has covered like thirteen of the last sixteen times as an underdog, so I, I think I'd lean on them pretty heavy. So, there you
0: go. and everyone, you know, that's how we fund our our website from uh, people donating back their winnings from our great advice.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. The only other thing I had was um, I wanted to plug Fatty Fest this Saturday, mainly because I've been to the last two, and honestly, they're just wonderfully great times. I got into it a little late. They've been doing it for about five or six years now, I believe. But it's a great time. Registrations at eleven thirty for signing up for stuff. They're serving you a meal from Blue Stem Bistro, if I remember correctly. And then at one it starts the trivia contest, which is it's a mix between regular trivia and K State trivia, and it's actually pretty tough. I was fortunate to be on the team that ended up winning it two years ago, which was a lot of fun, and you get a belt if you win. And then uh, there's also a really cool silent auction where they have just the most random, cool, exotic K-State memorabilia or tire, whatever you want to call it, uh, there from all over the place. It's usually donated from all over the globe, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a good time. i I picked up a few things there, and that gets done at 5, like I said, and then at 6, they have a watch party in the basement, and this is all... Taking place at, at Annie Mae's on Morrow Street there too. So um, stop in if you got time. Just say hi, meet some people. I know uh, Matt Hall said he's going to be there, and I'm not sure who else is, but I know there's a lot of entertaining characters there. I know I'll be there, so that's all the only reason you need to go. But anyway, I want to tell people
0: who Fatty was and why it's important and what they're supporting.
1: I mean, he Fatty was was one of the most, if not the most entertaining message board posters I've ever been familiar with, and he made some of the most memorable YouTube videos, K-State YouTube videos, that are around and get you pumped up and whatnot, but they donate to his fund, and I think it's around $50,000 so far um, for a spot at the university, and it's a neat little uh, fundraiser, and it's, like I said, it's for a good cause, but... Yeah, if you get the chance and you're not doing anything on Saturday, feel free to stop by.
0: I think it's going to the library, the actual
1: The library. library. Yep. Yep, yep, and yep. So
0: that's pretty impressive for a message board poster to spawn this, obviously out of some tragedy, but anyway.
1: No, he he, he was a great dude and he had quite the reputation and deservedly so, but um.
0: one final hot take you want to see from from this weekend, Big Twelve or K State related?
1: I mean, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I'd love to see him really put it on Texas by, you know, 10 or more. But I know that's, like I said, a hot take and it ain't going to happen. But I, Yeah,
0: I'd love to see the offense get unleashed and, and see 30 to 45 points or to see something click. And uh, I, But, <laughs> again, that's, that's the hot take, to see a functioning, fully functioning offense that takes advantage of each player's skill set and clicks and does what Snyder wants it to do but I think we need a new offensive coordinator
1: to make that happen oh there you go, oh, there I, you go. I wouldn't uh, mind seeing him hit the road but uh, that's that's neither here nor there but uh, I think that's all we've got for this episode so he's Arm I'm Top Cat and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode Go Cats Go Cats